Welcome to Cancelled. We missed a week. Sorry. The illustrious Michael Folk was out of town. But he's back. How we doing, Mr. Michael Folk? I had to ask as soon as you took a sip of your beer. I apologize. I'm doing great. That beer went down smooth. Nice. How was uh, New York? It was good. I was like, it was just a little um, dip in. Uh, I was only there for like two and a half days. uh, Just because... Doing this long distance relationship, it was like got to put it work. Like you and Dixie Cousins, you got to make those days mean something when you're together. I, you know, I really am Dixie Cousins. I think I feel like I identify. You're fabulous. Like a, yes, you have a man that's kind of far away. But I, only you your... I only know one song. I only know. I only know how to use one song, but I work <laughs> it. Um, also, I think that I do feel like I'm like identify with Dixie Cousins because I was shook. By the complete lack of Dixie Cousins in the following episodes. Oh, yeah. She does not show up at all. Um, there is a naked time traveler lady at one point, but we'll get to it. Not Dixie. Not Dixie. For a second, I've, I was out of the room when she popped up. And I was like, is this mother- is, is he cheating on Dixie? What the hell's going on here? Nope. Not his fault. Uh, otherwise, You know what? Let's just fucking jump into it. I don't have a lot of shit to say otherwise. And I want to talk about these episodes. Let's do it. Episode number one. Or 18, I think it's 18. Hard Rock. What do you think of this episode? Okay, right off the bat, I think this episode was pretty boring. Um, and I didn't want to come in with that energy right away, but I was trying to think of something it is what to it, say. It is what it is. I didn't get boring, but I for sure had, like, lopsided. Like, this episode is like... Okay, they're dealing with some serious stuff. We get Bowler's like sort of love interest backstory, which I, I really enjoyed. I love that element. But then also the sheriff is just Elvis Presley. Oh no, I'm confused. I'm I'm thinking of the next episode. No, no, no. This one. Okay, this right, one. Am I bizarre. right about that? This is Hard Rock. This, this is, is yeah. Hard Rock. This one is bizarre. Um, so the, what I'm saying is boring. Is like the general setup is like bad guy extortion thing. Sure. We've seen it maybe seven times yeah, in the yeah, show yeah. so far. For sure. Um, the sheriff being... This is like... These three episodes feel like when the show it's, jumped the shark. It's so weird. Like, he's wearing a leather jacket. What's weird is... Now, I don't know how true the statement I'm about to say is. But I... After watching these three episodes, I felt like... Oh, this is them finding out that the show got canceled. And they have to rush to an ending real fast. But there's six episodes there's more no- coming... But those six episodes, I looked into, like, the, the, just a very base Wikipedia explanation, uh-huh. feels like the beginning of season two. It doesn't make any sense. Uh... It doesn't make any sense to me then. So... Like, if they were rushing to get an episode, like, a season done, and these this was the end of this whole show, and it kind of felt forced and lopsided or whatever, I'd be like, fine. They don't give a fuck anymore, so they're getting a little weird. They're cramming shit into the end, to that last episode, which I feel like we'll get to, but felt very crammed together. But the next six episodes are, or the whatever, are all uh, Briscoe, Whip... Dixie and Bowler all working together for Socrates. Sure, but for the government. Right. Yeah, so I think that this has happened on shows before, though, when they get canceled, is that they were already in production for a second so season, yeah. but it hadn't started. Right. So maybe it got canceled after. And they had a few episodes of whatever. Yeah, and they were like, well, we'll go ahead and release these at like 5 a.m. Uh, like, Could you know, very well right be. after the infomercials are done. Um. 
I love that Boulder's name is James. I love that it's James, and I also love that he's supposed to be embarrassed by the fact that it's James. I, it's just a, that is the most normal of names. It has no flavor. That's There's why. That's why he doesn't like it. You yeah, think it's just he, too basic for him? He chose the name Lord Bowler. Valid point. And he's, he's, he's got like a lot of pomp and fanciness to him. True. And I think James is too basic. I think that it has to be. Because his response when he finds, when uh, Briscoe finds out that his name is James is to be like, what? Huh? What? No, shut up like fucking it really made me laugh a couple things that made me laugh one the bad guy the black bad guy that works for the sheriff is the bus driver from speed there we recognize go. him immediately okay. i know you i could i'll never not no, recognize that haircut because it's something else it is he's like the last black man to have a conk in the fucking like post malcolm x it's very strange it's a look yeah i mean he and i guess he owns it if he kept it through i guess speed was around this time yeah, but also if you look at his Wikipedia page, there's a picture of him significantly older. Same haircut. I think he figured out, hey, I am known as the black guy that has this weird-ass haircut, and I'm just going to stick with it. Do you think that you're ever going to change your look in a drastic way? I mean, who knows? Probably at some point. Interesting. Yeah, because I think in my head, like, I've always known you to look this way. Sure. And if you did, like, all of a sudden, like, buzz all your hair off, it Real would strange. be startling. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. it would be... For sure. I, th- I feel like I'd have to do, like, a, like, like, slowly... I have to. Le- I have to like wean the world into me being not this. I think people would be worried. They'd be like, "Oh my god, what happened? Oh, is to Chris? dying? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> is it chemo? You have chemo? No." Um. So let's go back to this. Uh, so there's a. Let's go back to this sheriff, who is Elvis Presley. Not even a veiled. Elvis. No, I mean I don't think they say his name is Elvis Presley. Although there's something in my head that maybe like Elvis Presley's real name is something else. And that's the name they use. But he literally, his first line of dialogue is Elvis Presley lyrics. Yeah, like at one point... He's, he's like, re- sorry, I'm late. Born through a, co- through a party in a county jail. The band showed up and began to wail or whatever. And I'm like, really? We're just going to sing? Yeah, his response to like crime is like, I'm all shook up. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It, There's one point where they're pinned down by gunfire and he's like, we're caught in a trap. We can't get out. I was like, oh my god. You're just doing fucking Suspicious Minds. This is a really weird, which is the best Elvis song, by the way. Oh, Suspicious Minds, hands down. Yeah. It's so good, uh, Fine Young Cannibals covered it, and it's still great. (laughs) Actually, might like the Fine Young Cannibals cover a little bit better, if I'm being honest. I don't know if I've actually heard it, and I would love to. It's great. It's really good. Uh, Right after this. (laughs) Um, Maybe I'll throw it on as the the, uh, end credit music (laughs) for this episode. (laughs) Great. I I will. Uh, Um... He is Elvis to the point where he is dressed like Elvis. I mean, he doesn't have a jumpsuit, but he's got, like, a lot of fringe on his jacket, and his hair is in, like, a pompadour. Yeah. I don't understand. All the stuff from the future is bits, right? As a rule, it's like, oh, here's a new invention, or this, oh, that's denim. It's going to be jeans or whatever. Yes. This is just a person who exists who doesn't exist yet. You know what I mean? Like, Elvis Presley isn't from the 1800s. Well, no, and he's also, like, actively, he, his look and his, like, oeuvre of Elvis is a combination of a bunch of different things that were going on culturally. Right. At the time of, like, taking, like, music from, like, African-American people and then taking a look from, like, greasers. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a, like, it's not just denim. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, exactly. like it's exactly. like so many things had to happen for it's that so, person. It's so strange. And... They jump into this Elvis bit with both feet and never 
look back. No, no, no. There not- is they there at, <laughs> at no point does someone go. Maybe we should reel this back. We're going a little broad. Maybe we should reel this back a little bit. They just go. He invents sunglasses. <laughs> By the end of the episode, he invents sunglasses just so he can have Elvis's sunglasses. It's very. Strange, like I, I have in here. I'm just like, ugh, invent sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I wasn't happy about it, by the way. I know I sounded excited, but it's more about me complaining. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. I'm not happy that he invented sunglasses. And I, I like more that the black chick invented the hamburger. Yes, but I'm mad because black people should like she should know she shouldn't serve a dry ass hamburger. I know she invented the hamburger, but she just served <laughs> bowler a no ketchup, no nothing. Uh, patty on two pieces of white bread, and he's like, maybe slice of cheese or an onion or something. Yeah, maybe something not dry and unseasoned. It really <laughs> bothered me. There's a lot of questions I had with like accuracy and timing in these couple episodes because I was also it, that made me think: Did they have condiments? I don't when know. Was con- when were condiments invented? I good question. Because there's gravies, of course. There's it, definitely gravies for the sure. Dumbest thing I've ever said. <laughs> there were there gravy? were gravies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm mean, very much enjoy because you said it not with a lot of confidence. You said it like there were gravies, right? I'm sure there were gravies. They had gravies. <laughs> I think the word gravy is not meant to, to be, be inquisitively. It's also I don't think meant to be pluralized like that. I like I guess there's multiple Wait, kinds gravy of gravy. Like deer? No, I mean there's two. There's multiple kinds of, like gravy, a field of gravy. But who like? I guess we have three different gravies to choose from. That makes sense. Well, I think a gravy is also just a sauce. Because right. like some people I think call maybe red sauce red gravy. Gravy, sure. We've said gravy so many times. This is actually the the backdoor pilot for our new gravy podcast. <laughs> We're gonna start when this is done. Oh, we've like the word doesn't mean anything, anything anymore. anymore. <laughs> it's just a sound coming out of our mouths. Um yeah, so that whole thing with the hamburger bum, I'm trying to get us out of this gravy hole. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's fine. Um I enjoyed very much Briska, uh, uh, Bowler romantic backstory. I, this made me want the Bowler show. Like, want, again, more wanting of the Bowler show. And then whenever he started telling his army story, I was like, I could stand to watch Young Bowler. Young Bowler, yeah, like the Young Indiana Jones, like the yeah. Young Bowler Chronicles, for sure. Uh, what I was found interesting, though, was even in Bowler's romantic backstory, there's no actual romance. Oh, no, 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 it's completely sexless. It's, also. Com- it's completely sexless, and they never got together, right? So the, if the backstory is that uh, he and this other guy were friends, or he and her, she had a husband that was missing. Yes. She, he was in the army. I think he was an army buddy of bowlers. The, the army guy's missing. He's sort of, like, taking care of whatever, and there's feelings there. There's a line that I actually really enjoyed just because... I enjoy Bowler and Briscoe when they have relationship talks, mm-hmm. when they kind of have talks that aren't just about, you know, hunting down a bad guy or whatever. They kind of have these, like, friendship emotional conversations. Yeah. Uh, and we uh, Bowler eventually finds out that the guy's been dead this whole time. And Briscoe's like, oh, why didn't you go after her? And he says, uh, there was heat there, but I don't know if it was the kind of heat that warms you or burns you. And I was like, oh, Bowler, I like it. Uh, but we find out it's the kind of heat that does neither. Because there's nothing, there's nothing. They don't have any... She, she gives him a sandwich, and then I think they kiss, right? Because mm-hmm. he's like, maybe the onion would be a bad idea. And then he kisses her. And that's it. He leaves at the end of the episode. Your bowler is getting pretty good, by the I'm way. I'm getting also. pretty good. It's deep and a little dumb. That's how you. That's the way you do bowler. It's, 
Um, yeah, it was. It's it's interesting. It was like it really. It was telling of the show thus far that like I wanted. I did feel like sort of starved for more bowler depth, and yeah. like, and I got some. But the episode itself left me like lacking because we have. This like little rebel brat kid. I hate who him. I did not care for Whip Morgan. I believe is his name, or Whip something. Every Whip, time well, it turns was... out to be Whip Hondo because he's spoiler alert. He's bad guy Roy Hondo's fucking son. Uh, he's the worst. Every time he was on screen, I felt myself wanting to look at my phone, <laughs> or like I was <laughs> yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. ugh, what is he gonna? Yeah, no, I kept going to the kitchen. Like, like I was I'm, like... ma- I'm making steel cut oats in the instant pot. And I was like, <laughs> cutting apples, not paying attention. Yeah, he was just really exhausting, and it was like it's that that trope, that character trope that shows up in the next episode too, which is like little. Uh, obnoxious white boy that someone needs to smack like it's like yes and it's, it's a big thing here which is like i think they hadn't figured out how to refine precocious yet <laughs> and yeah. it just came off as like as, shitty. as privileged and shitty yeah, yeah like, exactly and so he's like part of this whole storyline um and then briscoe's like oh you remind me a lot of somebody i know me and i'm like no, false premise. Right. He's yeah, yeah, nothing yeah. like you. Nothing like you. Ne- nothing like you. Even what we know of you as a child, he's nothing like you. Yeah, we've seen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like you can't just say that to everyone. Like, and he just kept showing up, like, doing that obnoxious thing of, like, it's just such a easy, it felt like lazy writing where they'd be about to catch the bad guy and then he shows up because he's so pissed off that he has to just run up even though he's been told not to and ruin the like, element of surprise or whatever. Yeah. And he does it like three times. It made me and think- it felt like they just didn't have a way, like the plan they came up with for Briscoe and Bowler catching them was so good that they couldn't figure out a way to write the bad guy's getting away out of it. So yeah. they said, oh, have that fucking asshole kid show up and ruin everything again. Yeah, they I do it like know. three times. Both both the both the young men in these these series of episodes just made me think of like Jason Todd, the second Robin, <laughs> where like people hated him so yeah, much yeah, that yeah. they wrote in to kill him. Like yeah. it feels like a Jason Todd thing. Like, well, uh, I'll have you know that after these three episodes, we're gonna get a lot more Whip fucking Morgan. Apparently, in a bunch of these episodes, dope. Uh, you know, um, whatever. There's another thing. This is such a minor complaint and like not important, but it's becoming very annoying. And it's very prevalent in these three episodes. Briscoe and Bowler to some extent, but really Briscoe, is either the single greatest shot in the world, shooting a dick off of flies at 100 yards, can't <laughs> fucking miss, or wildly incompetent. There's, there's no middle ground. He's either shooting, at one point, and I don't think it's this episode, I think it's in the, further, in the third episode, he shoots a dude's gun out of his hand, while Briscoe is holding his own gun upside down and using his other finger to, yes. shoot, to pull the trigger, he's doing shit like that, or he's literally in a gunfight where he can't hit a fucking thing. In this episode, the and I wrote down what a weird thing to do, um, he shoots, whips belt off, off of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm like... You psychopath! Like you, yeah, you're like shooting a... this child in the hips, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's both hips, by the way. There's it's no... not the buckle. He shoots like his sassy little boy hips. Yeah, <laughs> sassy little boy hips. There's no way. Like it's not you're like you're not like shooting fucking like rubber bullets, Briscoe. Right. I mean, there's no that. That kid would be shot. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the belt isn't... That thing where they shoot stuff off of people or out of their hands, the bullet would just keep going through your hand or through your hip or yeah. whatever the fuck. Yeah, like, it makes it's not, no like, sense. There's, there's not, that's not how bullets work. <laughs> it's like, definitely not. And it's... Uh, 
completely negligent and weird, and so like weird. he's doing it more and more. There's a bunch of yeah, he's doing it more and more, and then also just wildly missing when they show up to they get chased into that cave, uh, which we'll get to the cave in a second. Which I ugh, love it. I love it. It was great. Uh, when they shoot, they, he's at, they're in the middle of that shootout. He can't hit a fucking thing. They're eight feet away from each other. He can't, he, there's no reason he shouldn't be able to hit those people. I understand if they don't want Briscoe, oh, Briscoe doesn't kill people, fine. But we've established that he can shoot the guns out of people's hands. Shoot somebody in the leg or something. You literally just let them corner you into a cave because what? You're bad at shooting? It's just, it's very frustrating. Yeah, it starts getting really weird. Um, they're chased into the cave by the bad guys where, uh, there's a moment, there's a couple moments here that I want to talk about. Obviously, we can talk about the bear. Love the bear. <laughs> so good. They're in this cave. I don't know where there's a bear. And then pull, they don't have any bullets left because they've taken all the gunpowder out uh, to try to blast their way out of this cave because the bad guys have like blown up the front of it and made it full of rocks. So they've taken all the gunpowder out of their bullets. So they don't have any bullets left. And Bowler's like, the only thing a bear fears is another bear. And he just starts growling at this bear and then fights a bear like you see him wrestle what is either clearly a stuffed bear or a man in a bear suit it's hard to tell because the thing isn't moving very well wrestles him out of frame and then comes back with just a mouthful of fur and he's like the person's like what happened don't ask and he spits the fur out i it's shit like that in this show where they just out of nowhere go full camp that i absolutely love yeah it's really it was really delightful and i also like throwing out there weird the moment i had but I think in the moment of him puffing up to the bear, like I was like, "Damn, this Julius guy is pretty attractive." Yeah, this and, is I, the and then I had it? to reevaluate that. Like I had to be like, "Why do I like him yelling like a bear?" Well, I, I mean, I don't. Uh, what's your type? I is guess it, is it bear? I like, guess, but they, not because of the men I like growl. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's not what I love. The idea of that's what I meant in bear. Like if that's what it meant in the gay community, that this oh that guy's a bear. Why he's just in a bar growling at people and eating a salmon raw in the corner. Yeah. He's <laughs> just a bunch of bear traits. Yeah, he's got a really growly intonation to all of. <laughs> Speech and everything. No, I don't. I think it was something about like him, like I, uh, him puffing up, and I was like, mm. he's a handsome man. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. Uh-huh. Weird shit. The other the the line I want to talk about here, which I actually very much enjoyed. Uh, so they're go they're taking all the the gunpowder out of their bullets, and Briscoe's kind of bitching about it, and he's like, maybe we should keep one in case something happens or whatever. And Bowler just goes, you know, when you come up with a plan, I don't criticize you about it in front of other people. And I was like, ooh, there's a little bit of a... That came out like there's a history, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that, like Bowler's been sitting on that for a while because Briscoe tends to talk down to him in front of people. Sure, sure, And sure. it just felt like, oh, like there's a little twinge of realness there. And of course, Briscoe has to be right. That's when the bear shows up and they could have used the bullet. But I like the... the the little bit of like, oh, there's some, uh, there's some little heat, a little heat going on there. Also, thing with that though is that one bullet with that bear wouldn't have done shit. No, not at yeah. all. Could we use? Yeah, like they like, you'd have to like shoot a bear a bunch. But I mean, I guess Bowler can eat it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's clearly what happened. He bit the bear somehow. Um, I do also like, by the way, we've been talking about this episode for almost 20 minutes. We have not talked about the story of this episode at all. That's what I'm saying. Who gives a shit? Like, it was like, there's a bunch of double crosses, but it was like also just shit we had seen before. Yeah, it's a bad guy has shown up in a town. There, he's, got, he's running a protection racket. He trashes your business unless you buy his security company. Bowler's old love interest sort of is runs a, a restaurant. 
Okay. She runs a restaurant that was also the invention of the drive through window. Oh, I She has like a window that. that you can walk up to and order food, and then Briscoe's like, it'd be even better if you could just ride up on your horse. You don't even have to get off your horse. Uh, nice little touch. Yeah, that's And great. that's where the hamburger gets invented. She, she wants to call it a cow pie, which is very annoying. Uh. Um, <laughs> just so stupid. Uh... Yeah, the plot they have to. They, it's a plot, so they're trying to to uh, rescue this town from under the thumb of this evil fucking dude. Turns out this kid that shows up that tries to to duel the the bad guy. Uh, the bad guy killed his uncle. We find out at the end his uncle is actually uh, the bad guy's brother, and the bad guy is the kid's father. Uh, who gives a fuck? None of this matters. Basically, there's a little bit of a is... double cross with this other old, the ex sheriff who used to be the mayor. Who speaks very fancy with good yeah. words or whatever? It's like they tried to give him a character trait, and his character trait was just uh, thesaurus. Fancy, yeah. Like it's just very annoying. It, basically, the plot is like extortion, something, 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 gunfight, something, something. Yeah. It's done. Just moving like, on to a different scene, do a little bit. Yeah. I also want to say with the bear again for one second, they had a torch in that cave. They could have just scared the bear away with the torch. Like you that's, would think. That's classic bear. <laughs> In all movies, <laughs> you poke the fucking thing with a torch and it runs away. But no, fucking Bowler has to go fight it. Uh, real quick, yeah. favorite, favorite bear, the great outdoors. Sure, when it gets his fur blown off his butt. Yeah. Classic. He has yeah, a yeah, silly yeah, butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does have like a... Like seeing a... A bear with a bear butt. Ew, it's, uh, it's like a big human butt. It's like a big human butt. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly like a big human butt. It's, it's fantastic. Uh... We get Kung Fu Elvis at the end, yeah, uh, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, we get a weird speech from Briscoe about the law that I wasn't really into. It's another one of those fucking shitty where he's just like, you can't shoot him, kid, because then you'll be just like him, and we want justice and not revenge or whatever the fuck. There was something about the tone of it, which of course it is, but I was like, in, in, like watching it in our current climate, I was like, no, fuck the law, though. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I was yeah like, for sure. What do you mean? Law. This is garbage. Like... Like, uh, like I know you have a job, but also, like, the things you're saying are really broad strokes about, like, complicated issues. Right. Yeah. Um, but I got annoyed at the end, though. They find, So they catch, they catch the bad guy. They don't kill him. They put him in a... They're taking him off to jail. The feds have come to get him. Uh, and we get a moment where, like, we're kind of supposed to feel sympathy. Like, where, like, he doesn't shoot his own kid, which I guess is supposed to be, like, a, 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 yeah. a face turn or something. I don't understand. Uh, good for you. And then there's like a moment where he's like, oh, I should have known it was you. You had your mama's eyes, and I'm the one who named you Whip because you were so smart or whatever. And it's like, he's like, looks pensively out the window. He rides away, and I'm like, he's a fucking horrible murderer. Yeah. He's already murdered multiple people in this episode. My note on it is, I don't care about any of this dad shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and maybe that speaks more to my own issues, but like, I was like, shut up. I no, I didn't care. It was completely <laughs> fucking pointless. Uh, as I will say, is most of the plot of the next episode. Ay, ay, ay. I can't. Brooklyn, wait, my first Brooklyn note Dodgers is, I can't. Is the name. Yeah. Wait, my first note in this episode is I can't. Uh, it is, uh, the name of this episode is Brooklyn Dodgers. I will say one thing. One, the blonde is Harmony from Buffy and Angel. Thank you. I was Merce- like, who Mercedes McNabb. the hell is she? Yeah. A uh, little, little baby Harmony. Who's the, who's the boy? Nobody. Okay. Like, he went on to do a handful of things, but nothing that matters. Uh, they, they were obnoxious. They were terrible. Everyone in this episode is terrible. I almost don't like 
Briscoe and Bowler this episode. They're annoying. They, well, one, the, these kids, obviously not from Brooklyn. If you told me they were. Oh, boy. Their that, accents are I don't, just uh, I, well, noises. For starters, well, you're from only the also. boy, only the boy has an accent of any kind. The girl just goes like, hey, Briscoe, like squeaky. Her accent's just squeaky. Yeah, she's sort of doing like one of the mice from, uh, from like, uh, an American tale. Like, <laughs> she's bit. sort of, like... A little bit. Well, I will say... The one thing I will say about the boy's accent is... it's. I mean, it's bad. It's very bad. But at least it's trying to be a little subtle. Where, like... It, normally, if it's like a guy from Brooklyn accent, he's like, Hey, yo, I'm coming over here. I'm gonna get some fucking gabagool or whatever. Like, they go crazy with it. Whereas this kid just sort of has a... A shitty bad accent, but yeah, it's not like cartoonish. Okay, um, the way the Irishman's accents were. There were so many voices going on. <laughs> well, in this. A lot of voice work going I on. I was like, voice. "What did they realize they hadn't used accents enough thus far?" <laughs> yeah, and they were like, "Who do we got? Who do we got? Who do we got in the Rolodex?" It almost felt like we, maybe if we looked back, we'd know. We like ha- the actors who played the Irishman had been in previous episodes, and they're like, "Fuck, we run out of actors. Uh, just make that one Irish. It's fine. No one, no one will know. You, you can't do Irish. No <laughs> yeah, one cares. Yeah, yeah, no one cares. It's fine." Uh, quick wrap up of the of the storyline, and we'll just get to sort of break it down a little bit to instances. But Bowler and Briscoe, I I did like this. So these two kids, we see them stealing some apples. They uh, too many. Way too many apples, like, man. Y- you're not a real grifter at that <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah, like, yeah, you're just bad. She's like, that's enough. And he's like, I don't know. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> just... He has no excuse. He doesn't go like, we're going to be on the road for two weeks. We need as much food as we can get. He just goes, shut up. Like, he has yeah, nothing. Get a couple from a, diff- a couple different general stores. Yeah, or like, yeah, walk yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Or I don't know. Anything. I was mad. Uh, um, they then try to steal Comet, uh, which... I li- so Risco sees them running off on Comet. He's like, "Hey, stop!" And Comet stops. It won't go any further. I'm a little annoyed. Comet left it all. From he- what we know about Comet, like he should have been like, "Fuck off! I'm not leaving." You're clearly trying to steal me. Yeah, I mean, he did seem fussy about it. <laughs> like he was like frustrated, but he's still the Wonder Horse. Like he should know if he's being stolen or not. He can communicate with a human, complex sentences and fucking ideas. You know what he should know if it's his like people are it's if his person or not. No, that's like you know what that is. It's like that weird ingrained thing. Like he's been like like in like servitude to Briscoe for so long and like to humans in general that he has like a weird complex around it. And then a human hops on his back. And that's like let's dig into let's have a comet story. What a comic <laughs> one. Okay, maybe he thought Comet was trying to make a break for it for once. He figured he could shake these kids in a woods and then he's free i mean before comet's getting out of indentured servitude before he was before he met briscoe he was a writer um (laughs) and they signed a lease there's a whole thing now he feels trapped yeah Uh, um they find out uh briscoe and bowler catch the kids they find out that they have inherited their parents are dead they've inherited a a gold mine from their uncle uh, but the owner of the orphanage they were living at is trying to steal the gold mine out from underneath them, and they have to make it to San Francisco in X number of days so they can get their inheritance. Basically a series of unfortunate events. Yeah, it, it is you, fucking <laughs> Lemony Snicket. It is very <laughs> Lemony Snicket. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, that's basically it. At one point, the the orphanage guy, the, the guy who owns the orphanage, gets killed by these Irish gangsters, and they take over the role of bad guy completely unnecessarily. He could have, we could have just. It, it's annoying because at the same time as Briscoe and Bowler are trying to get the kids to San Francisco, 
they've wired ahead to Socrates to let him know what's happening so they, he can try to cut off the orphanage owner guy at the uh-huh. other end. Because he's already in San Francisco. He's already, yeah, that's where he lives. So he's like, well, if I can prove... Because the, the orphanage guy is saying that he is the like related to them and should be getting this like their uncle their or uncle something. or whatever uh and he's like well if i can prove that you're not that that you're this mr wolf then that'll do just as good as getting the kids here by thursday yeah so they're they're working at this problem from both ends but then halfway through this the irish guys kill him so it kind of completely fucks socrates whole part of the story up and then he finds out, well, spoiler alert, the kid's mom's still alive. She's living in some mansion. She had, like, amnesia, kind yeah, of. Yeah, she was fucked up for, like, after. There was some big, I guess they, there was, like, a, a ferry accident or something. Yeah. That they, they well, got everybody separated. died on. They got separated. They thought everybody was dead. Nobody was dead. Uh, <laughs> my favorite part of that story, by the way, is Boggs, uh, the weird drunk guy by the fucking lake, that uh, by the dock that, that Socrates tracks yeah. down. Because he is... Eating fucking see he is hamming it up hard. It made me think of uh like fucking like John Carpenter's The Fog or yeah, like yeah, yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. like uh what's his fuck from Jaws. Uh sure, sure. Um I can't think of his name. I know what you mean. But just like this sort of like semen like I am He has a line so he's just he's, he's Mr. Krabs. He's been drinking his life away ever since this ferry accident because he's the guy that was driving the ferry. He's killed all these people. Mm-hmm. He's he, it's ruined him. It's a very kind of a fucking deep character trying to live with the aftermath of this horrific tragedy that he kind of caused uh and he's like i can't go back and face this man because i've ruined this family's life and what am i going to do and and just like this real conversation and socrates like don't you understand this is your moment for redemption and he says i wrote it down because it's fucking pretty great i'm trying to hold on uh he says there's no redemption when you've got one foot in hell I fucking love it so much. And then it's right back to just campy bullshit where uh, uh, Briscoe and Bowler put shovels under their shirts so they could get shot and not die. I can't. I love improvised bulletproof vests. Sure, sure. Like, the different things that people decide to use. Because that's sort of a classic trip of a Western with, uh, like, uh, one of the Clint Eastwood ones. Yeah, 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 one. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's like, I don't buy it. I, like, sure. I, my suspicion of disbelief is always like, I don't know. Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely not. You can't just use a shovel. That's why they have to make Kevlar and shit. Like, yeah. otherwise they would just use shovels. Or like maybe you don't die, but like it's you're bad damaged. Girl. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Um, there's a so the main the main sort of drama of the story of the episode, other than them trying to just get to San Francisco, is Briscoe trying to sort of look out for the well being of these kids. And his argument, which is getting a little annoying every time he makes it, because he keeps making it multiple times, where it's like, so if they get, if they're worth, if this gold mine is worth several million dollars. Yeah. Um, it's he's, literally a gold mine. Yeah, it's, 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 it's literally a gold mine. They really fucking hit that one on the nose, didn't they? Yeah. It wasn't like they found, they inherited a business. It's a literal gold mine. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> um, he keeps saying how, like, well, who's going to look after these kids? And Roller's like, they have millions of dollars. They're going to be fine. Like, yeah. it's whatever. And it, and, Bull, and uh, Briscoe keeps saying shit like, uh, uh, all that money will never buy him a home. 
Yes, it will. No. I'm a very nice one. No, they're basically with like, servants and shit. They're like the Kardashians. They're great. Yeah, they're going <laughs> to yeah. have like a TV show. It's going to be good. Yeah, they just keep pointing. He keeps saying like bowlers, like they'll be millionaires, whatever. And Briscoe's like, well, what after that? I don't know. They'll be fine. Yeah, let it do. It'll work itself out. Also, I, millions of dollars in the old west. They might as well be God. Everyone in the show is so wealthy. They can literally buy humans. Yeah, like. Actually, that's I think still a thing in many parts of the country at that point. It, this episode is really weird because it does like bring up a lot of like I don't care about these kids. I don't. And there's a, what I do love early on. There's a point where the little boy punches Bowler. Yeah, and, and like, he says, "Did I ask you to wipe my nose?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which good. I loved so much. I enjoyed that. Very my love much. of Bowler. I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that very much. Uh, I liked when the kids got sprayed by skunks. That made me laugh, because fuck those kids. Mm-hmm. Um, also very much enjoyed Bowler's concoction for getting the smell out of the clothes. One of the, One of the ingredients frog was frog spit, which I very much liked. And then, like, uh, uh, pond mud and eucalyptus. Like, it it yeah. just made me laugh. Where did you get the eucalyptus? I'm very curious. I don't believe it naturally grows in fucking California. I no think it's way. an Australian plant. No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. is an import, bro. Uh, that really, yes, you're 100% accurate. Um, um, I love aggressive, fussy Socrates whenever he's like, the guy's like, I'm the uncle, and he's like, I'm gonna prove that you're yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's like the most, like, like, like action yeah. and I like whenever Socrates gets that way because like he he's such like he's so foppish and such a wet blanket but then there's certain things that he really does have like a hard moral compass on sure like because he's the money guy or he's attached to the robber baron so right. he could very easily just be like complicit in yeah, anything he care, but he does care yeah, I, like, yeah, I like seeing his character do that no I agree 100% and I like when he's given business, you know what I mean? When he's given something to do, I feel like it's been too long since he's really. It might have. It might be that bull episode, but who, even that's like a, such an unimportant storyline. Yeah, that like I don't care if the bull gets his fucking pen made. Whereas this one, it's like, oh, he's trying to help solve the mystery just his way. Like he can't, he can't shoot the bad guys, but he can go do research at the newspaper and figure out who's who and like do the intellectual way of fixing the problem yeah. in the muscle way. I, I enjoyed that very much. I also enjoyed when he met the guy who's inventing sushi, apparently. Um, like, as if, he, like, he could have just said, it's food from my homeland. It's sushi. Uh, have some. But they play it like he's inventing sushi in California in the 1890s. Which is strange because, well, everyone knows that's not, True. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, definitely like not. the drive-through window. People could be like, "Why well, don't oh. know?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, or like, well, that's just a silly bit. Like the drive-through window got invented but, like, somewhere. Sushi might as well be is, there. Like, ancient food. Ancient food. <laughs> you know? Very old. Um, and there's like he's doing a version of like. I don't like it. Like that's, no, doing, that scene is weird in a number of ways. For one, again, for one, he's inventing a food that was invented hundreds of years prior. Then he does John Wayne's voice. He does like a John Wayne impression to like he like Socrates says something like I don't think Americans are ready for this. And he's like, uh, he says, like, oh, Pilgrim, I think I know what Americans like. And it's like, okay, you're doing John Wayne, not as good as me, obviously, but you're doing John Wayne. Which is not a, a person that existed yet. Like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. There's so... It's so confusing. Yeah, and then he invented hot sake. 
Yeah, and like, and if we're and from a documentary that I did watch uh, called "Searching for General So," right? There oh, is like, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so but good. I mean, like the idea of like, like uh, sort of like, uh, like uh, Chinese uh, and Korean and like different groups like showing mm. up in California sure. and like chop suey being a big thing and like uh-huh. spots like that and like, like have an interaction well, yeah, if you with look someone at, like that for sure. I mean, like, look at like. You know, you just look at the history of, say, Chinese food in New York, and the reason that there's wontons is essentially because Jews like dumplings, and the Jews and the Chinese had to live next to each other in the poor parts of town, so a lot of Chinese food has a huge Jewish influence because those restaurants had to sell to the people who were next to them. So, yeah, like you're saying... Do that story. Don't have him invent a food that's hundreds of years old. I don't know. It's- and then also, what's funny, too, is it's. I feel like this show was in the early 90s where there was a lot of, if you rem- I don't know if you remember, anti-Japanese like fear economically in America. There was a lot of like... Oh, every- I was too young to know about ev- a lot. It was a lot of that. There was a lot of like, everything's invented in Japan. Everything's made in Japan. They invent everything. The Japanese are going to eat us alive economically. They're, bu- they're taking... They're building all the cars. Or we're losing the car plants. This is like okay. 80s into the 90s. And there was a lot of... I remember when sushi... Now, I'm sure... Like, obviously, sushi's been here for a long time. But there was sort of a boom... Or like, where it became mass popular, I, th- I guess. Sure. Whereas, like, someone like me would know about it. Or, or yeah, would be like... Hip. Be around it, right? And uh, I, I remember like, oh, I'm not eating raw fish or whatever until I had it and it was awesome. But like it, the joke here is that like he has him two pieces of sushi. One is gross and one he likes. And then two cups of sake. And then he's, at the, before he leaves, he's like, oh, hey, hold on. Take this. And he's like, what? It's my bill. And it's $50. Yeah. And that's a get a, a, like, oh, sushi so expensive and highfalutin at the time. Like, oh, only rich people can eat sushi. Like, that's what people in the 90s thought. So that's why that joke is there. Yeah. And that's so fucking weird going back to because now it's like there's a fucking sushi place over here that everything comes out on a goddamn uh, conveyor belt. And it's like $2 a piece. Yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. it's just nothing. Um, it, it was it, the whole. Generally, the whole Socrates storyline is bonkers. He, all of his extras that he meets, like from this man inventing sushi to Boggs and his hamming up to the mom and her like her am, like like PTSD, her weird PTSD. She hasn't left the house and what's also what's weird is she says her boss hasn't left this house in twenty eight years or whatever it is twenty years I think, but she doesn't have a boss. We find out that she was just. Chasing fucking Just Socrates away shit. for no reason. Like it doesn't make any sense why she wouldn't just go. Oh, what do you want? Well, and then that's well. Let's put it out there. If uh, is it Claire? Claire, um, if you, I know you're more of a history. Buff, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you have like a large amount of knowledge about uh, like like anything other uh, like uh, accidents and trauma or anything like that, now, <laughs> because I feel like her behavior is bizarre. Very but maybe strange. I'm maybe I don't understand anything. Uh, yeah, I, I might did, just be dumb. You're yeah, I might just be like not know. But it did seem like a very strange behavior. Um, Tommy is an idiot. Her kid's an idiot. Everything he does is an idiot. Everything he does is from a like a shitty stand like. Even the younger sister's like, hey, we should just stay with Briscoe and Bowler. She, they've been protecting us this whole time. Let's just stay with them and we'll get where we're going. And he keeps going like, no, I'm a grown-up and I'll do what I want. Like, well, that's his whole I, argument. I ought to, like, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then also wrong at every conceivable term. Well, and also he keeps – they keep wandering on to, like, these, like, weird sets that bothered me that were dressed like a high school production of Newsies. Yeah. There's, like, boxes for people to be knocked into. Sure, a and- lot of crates – and then also, like, 
They seem like were modern those showgirls, Were those showgirls supposed to be belly dancers? I don't know what their costumes were. I think they were burlesque. Okay. Or like, or the, yeah, the like saloon kind of ladies. Yeah, yeah. I loved them. <laughs> Did you? When they pulled out the guns, yeah, I was like, I, I, it was like a mo- another moment where I was like, oh no, I guess I'm into this. <laughs> Am I into burlesque dancers <laughs> with Armed burlesque guns? dancers? <laughs> Uh, I did like Bowler. Like, where did you hide? Where were you hiding those guns or whatever? He says Bowler gets like weirdly dirty in a few of these episodes. Uh, this one with that line, and then in the next episode, he's got a thing for seeing that time traveler naked. But we'll get there in a second. He has a lot. Also, of this like is a very strange show where we're literally just been talking about like Irish gangs and and fucking bad sheriffs, and then also there's a time traveler coming, and that's not weird. Who, you know d- I mean? who doesn't believe in clothes anymore <laughs> because you know, it's she's super evolved. Uh, um. Then like the building, so they they chase the bad guy. The, the bad guys show up. They try to kill Briscoe and Bowler. They have put shovels under their shirt, which we never see them even see the shovels or get the shovels. You see them see Do the you shovels. See him? Okay, I miss but that. it's like it's real quick. Okay, and I miss the, that. like they're running through like a work site, and yeah. then Briscoe stops for one second, and Bowler's mm-hmm. like, "What are you doing?" Okay. and then it cuts to the okay. Well, shot. then I'll buy that. I'll yeah, buy that. I I missed that part. It's not really like like looked at very closely. Well, at least they do it though. Yeah. If they, as long as they, they have the sense to do it, that's fine. Uh, so they've the Irish Kings have gotten away with the brother. Uh, the girl sent to be part right. of their gang. Yes, the girl has been like put on a horse and told to run by Briscoe and them. Yeah, he doesn't really commit them to be part of the gang as much as they're just like, oh, what's that restaurant in? Oh, Brooklyn, you love so much. Oh, Shaughnessy's or whatever. And he's like, oh, I was going to get the best corned beef and cabbage in the world. Like, it's the most shitty Irish fucking accents and stereotypes on the planet. Uh, and they're like, ah, come on in and watch the girls dance and have a whiskey. You're a young boy. That should be enough to convince you to fucking not care that your sister isn't here anymore or any yeah. number of things. It's like Pinocchio. Or yeah, it's very, it's very much that. It's very much that. It's exact. It's, that's exactly what it is. That's it's right, that yeah, island yeah. where they're like, oh, go run around, whatever, and then he's going to turn into a donkey or whatever. Yeah. Um, they show up. They fucking half rescue him. It's, it's stupid. Bowler goes with the girl, but Briscoe is caught by them, and then they make the boy... The boy gets his deed, but they're going to make him sign it over to them, but the good guys show up at the nick of time, blah, blah, blah. I got annoyed by that fight, so Briscoe's chasing him down. Bowler, Briscoe's like, stay here with the kids, and then Bowler's like, you guys stay here, and he's like, no, don't leave the fucking kids. Somebody has to stay and protect the children, I found annoying, Uh, but he runs off anyway. Briscoe chases a bad guy up a fire escape. He got a fire escape. There's nowhere to go. They have a fist fight. Bowler catches up. He goes to try to shoot him, but he can't because he can't get a clear shot. And he just waits at the bottom of the fire escape while they have a very long fight. Just go fucking help your friend. Yeah. It, was... it just seemed weird. Well, and also, like, this is these couple episodes. I'm like, where are are they? Yeah, I because don't know. every other town I don't know where looks, or when they are. Every other town looks like a set from Westworld. Oh, it, <laughs> looks like, it looks like old. Well, this, but they then, should be in San Francisco by the end of this episode. But but did they have massive buildings with fire escapes like that? I don't know. They're, and like, maybe Claire, please, I'm sorry, I'll pay you. Um, like how that they like, must have. I don't know. San Francisco like was a pretty metropolis city. Yeah, okay, know. that was pretty fun. It was pretty tall though. They're like that was a pretty tall building with like a sophisticated like metal like fire escape. Yeah, yeah, so much so that he falls to his death on what appears to be a normal ass paved street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, why is everywhere else dust? Like, <laughs> uh, 
Ah, uh, yes, it, it it was definitely strange. Uh, and um, once again, no Dixie, no Dixie no at all. Dixie. The and kids get reunited with their mom. Who gives a fuck? And it also like I love crying about family. Like like if I if I get like if I get high or bored, I'll definitely watch those like reunion things on YouTube where like a kid doesn't know their dad's coming home from like the <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 and, yeah. And like yeah. if I need a good cry, good reunion I didn't give cry. A shit about this. No, like I was like whatever. Fuck. No, I wanted that kid to die. I had no <laughs> interest if he was happy or not ever again. Uh, which leads us, yeah, that episode was just sort of eh. Uh, the, there's a couple moments I enjoyed. I liked most of Socrates' stuff just because it was super weird. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I just didn't care. Like it was, it was an episode I didn't really give a shit about. Uh, I like no one's ever in any real danger. They're not going to kill these children. Like, yeah. It's just like not a thing. Well, matter. I think these episodes suffer from the side characters not being interesting and not being wacky enough. Yeah. Because in previous episodes, like sometimes the villains won't be good, but, but they're they'll be wacky. crazy. Yeah, like, they're a pirate in the, the desert or whatever. Pirate, yeah, 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 like, yeah, 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 for sure. Like they were at least wacky. And I think fancy, these side characters are just boring. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, like the, both of these last two episodes, the bad sheriff was just a, like, the bad not sheriff, but the bad like security guys running the protection yeah. racket. He's just a dude in a suit, like, barely threatening, like, he was not interesting. You're right, it's the episodes where it's the, the desert pirates or the weird German models that are stealing shit, or the, you know what I mean? Like, those yeah. are like, oh, and I think a lot of that is the actors they hire for those parts. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the desert pirate guy, they got Robert Parry, no, was it Robert, Robert no, not Robert Parry, Michael Parry, who's like a longtime B actor, and he was like, oh, I get what we're doing here. This is goofy. I'm going to fucking... Yeah. Like, you could see him making real actor choices, and he's like, I'm just going to eat the fuck out of this show. And he went fucking crazy with it, and it was super fun. Whereas these guys are just like, oh, I guess I should play this straight. And no, no, you definitely should not. Uh, which is why Billy Drago is great, and that's yeah. why we're going to talk about episode 20, Bye Bly, which I have to start by saying I don't have a ton... I mean, I have notes for sure, but I was actually just so conf- like not even confused, but just like what's happening that I stopped. I, I wasn't writing shit down because I was like enraptured in the weirdness of this episode. So many of my notes are I'm so confused. <laughs> uh, they do a quick recap in the beginning of like previously on to sort of catch you up with the. I think the only time we've had line. that. Uh, I think they've done it once or twice in the Orb episodes. Okay. Where it's like, oh, by the way, these are this is an ongoing thing you actually need to know previous episodes about. Uh, they're chasing a a ridiculous French stereotype named Pepe. Pepe. <laughs> uh, Pepe. Who's just in a beret and being like, ha ha, like the most ridiculous Frenchness. Yeah. Uh, in a kind of fun way. Like, in the way of like, I get that this is a stereotype, and if it was for an actually marginalized group, it probably wouldn't feel sure. as good. But the French are just doing fine, well, so I don't. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, all right. You can be a, you can paint a broad with a broad brush when you're doing a Frenchman, because like, oh, they just have an awesome country, and it's everything's fine. For them. What was fun for me in this was I was it made me think because he is doing about the quality of French 
that uh, Kenan Thompson does in his bathtub thing and <laughs> yeah, all, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, these were happening at the same time. Like, I think all that was on around the oh, same right, time. And right, I'm like, right. was everyone just real into doing this, like, shitty ah, fr- like Kind of? And then also, I remember uh, Kevin Klein doing it in, uh, uh, know, in like, uh, uh, Fish Called Wanda. Wanda. Yeah. I'm like, is everyone just feeling like doing this really over-the-top French? Or no, a French little, kiss. A yeah. little bit. And also, uh, there was a lot of, like, sort of fuck the French sentiment. And not in the way of, like actual French racism, but in the way of, like, how douchey bros will talk about how much they love bacon now, it was sort of cool to be like, oh, what are you, fucking French with your French, uh, like, there's a, I remember, I feel like the uh, uh, South Park, well, even, like, the Simpsons, there's that joke where, uh, Groundskeeper Willie is teaching the uh, yeah teaching French. And he goes bonjour, you cheese eating surrender monkeys. There was this like it was it was perfectly acceptable and a little bit cool to make fun of the French. It's, it's, so it's very strange. Um, yeah, weird shit. Love Bowler in this episode, though. Ooh, boy, do I love Bowler in this episode to the point where. All right, so. Quick overall, and we'll get to it. Uh, Pepe is recruited by what we're told is government agents to break into a safe and steal the orb that has Bly trapped in it. At the same time, uh, a naked time traveler shows up to tell Briscoe that he has to stop him because Bly's going to get loose. And then bring the orb back to his time and uh, rule the world uh, and create misery and evil for 2,000 years. It's the yes. darkest time in human history. And she's, Cause she's from a thousand years. Eager. She's from a thousand years ahead of Bly. I thought it was 3,000. I thought she was from 3,000 years from then and, Bris- and Bly was from 2,000 years. Oh, from maybe that's it. Yeah, it just, um, I was like, what? She's from the super future. Her people created the orb. Uh, and left them back in time to help with humans' advancement, but then Bly found out about that, went back in time to steal it, to go back and steal and create. It's very fucking confusing. Also, like, I don't think I've ever seen a time travel plot make less sense. Because I'm like, sense. so wait, how did you get so developed, and then why do we need the help and advancement to get to a certain point? Because are you from a point that is archaic, but you know it can be better? No. Or, like, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. They must like, have a history. They must be able to know history. It makes no sense. And if sense. you know that you... Eventually you're going to get the orb, well, maybe people are supposed to develop that along like maybe it's supposed to take us three thousand years to get that technology because we're not ready for it yet which is which is why bly is like it at two thousand years in the future he's like oh well just fucking i'll take it and rule the world whereas in three thousand years they're altruistic with it they create it for the betterment of mankind sure uh whatever there's a scene that i enjoy very much where briscoe's like look i'll do it whatever but i want an answer finally cut and dry what is the orb? Ugh. And she's just like, oh, it's a neuro whatever net that harnesses electromagnetic wave net that harnesses uh, energy modules from the space time grid to blah, 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 blah. Like she gives like a technical definition a of what it is. And Briscoe, I, what I enjoyed though was Briscoe just being like, I don't know what you said. 
but thank you for telling me, and then just going about his business. Because I enjoy the idea of, like, this guy from the 1800s thinking he could possibly understand what she's going to tell him. It just makes me laugh. Yeah, and it's just a fucking battery. Kind like, of. If, but, like, but, but, but if that's the case... Then why can it do literally everything? Because because it's like a, it's like a future battery, and like the energy that it harnesses is like uh, is not like kinetic, or it's not it's not right. Like, but it can. But what I mean to say is, it can it can cause time travel. Yes, it can bring people back to life. It can create ghosts. Apparently, <laughs> they're the ghost of that dad. Uh, it can do literally whatever yeah. you want. I would have preferred a more supernatural description, like like a, a supernatural origin for the orb, because then to me it's much easier to just be like, oh, a supernatural can do anything. Well, yeah, you know what I mean. If it's like, like, oh, it was fat, like it comes before a time that man knew time exists, and blah blah blah. Yeah, that's all fine. Or but if it's just you guys just made it in the future, then it can't make ghosts and bring people back to life because I don't buy that. You yeah, know what I mean? It should have been like, you know, actually, we don't know. No like, one knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, it was like, discovered it, and, and uh, like and like I'll have a history of you know prehistoric man found the orb and that killed the dinosaurs and then blah blah blah. blah you know what I mean? Sure. I, and then that point, like. It, it's just easier for me to buy. If I'm if you got, if you tell me it's supernatural, then whatever. It can do anything. I don't care. But once you make it a thing that people created, I don't. You have to then explain to me how it can do these other things yeah. that are clearly supernatural. Uh, Bowler tells Briscoe in the beginning that he wants to retire. Now, I love it. He wants to open a winery in Napa. Uh, but I also like that he'd be the like first person to do that. Like at the, he says, like I hear there's some beautiful land open up in Napa. Yeah. I feel like that would be really good wine country. I like that. That's good. That's it's a cute. fun, cute thing. I should know from my years of and years of watching genre and action uh, TV and movies that if one partner says he's going to retire, he's probably not going to make it. Uh huh. I was so into the idea of him starting a winery in Napa that the thought never crossed my mind. Sure. So, spoiler alert, when he is shot and killed by John Bly, I was devastated. Yeah. (laughs) I was, huh? Like, I was kind of doing shit. Like, I was setting up the mics and whatever, getting ready for you coming over. Wait, you just watch it? Yeah, yeah, I watched it right before you got here. Oh. I watched it right before you got here. Okay, I watched it last night, so I had a little time. You had a little little distance? No, I I watched all three of them today, because I've been busy. Um, Rocked me. Yeah. I sat down and was like, no. No, you can't do this to me. I I need this on my show. And then I was like, oh, wait. The orb. The orb brought fucking Briscoe back to life. It can bring him back to life. It doesn't work. And I like, like, he touches it and it doesn't work. And he's like, I think it can tell I, doesn't, I don't like it, which I enjoyed. Uh, I, was, I was fucking hurt to the point, again, that I didn't even, I forgot about time travel being an element. <laughs> so as when Briscoe was able to go back in time and rescue him, I was like, fucking jumping out of my chair, like, fuck yeah. But there was a moment where I thought for a second that they were going to make me watch Bowler die again. Because he goes back in time and like the same thing is happening. And I was like, oh, they're going to reinforce some weird time travel thing where like, oh, he can't go back and fix this. 
because it will mean Bowler, uh, mean yeah. Bly getting away, and the, the universe can't let that happen. So there was a second where I thought I was going to have to watch Bowler die twice, and I was not having it. And that's more <laughs> of a more modern idea, right? They didn't really do that necessarily in the sure. '90s, but if this show was out now, yeah, yeah, yeah. probably what would have happened sure. is like this, like the like a little, it's a little grimmer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like the '90s, I guess. Also, we're like a little bit more like uh, like breezy. Like there's like definitely major shit going on, but I think that like there's like the shows weren't nearly as cynical. Yeah, absolutely. Particularly a show like this would not have had that be an element. I think I'm watching it with a modern perspective. You can expect sort of harsher stuff than than they do on a show like this as a rule. I love his line. He froze me, Briscoe. Um, which seems like a pop punk band would make that a title to a song. <laughs> yeah, as like yeah, a, yeah, as like yeah. a wink in reference. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like, so it'd be like, oh yeah, you know that song, Frozen Briscoe's mm-hmm. Extra Reference to the 1994 <laughs> show Adventures of Briscoe County? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like, uh, oh, what the fuck is that band, the Lillingtons? Uh, it's all, whatever. They had a bunch of like sci fi themed albums yeah. in, in the early 90s, early 2000s. There's a plot going on here where. We are told that there is a group of rogue agents within the government who have found out about the orb and want it for themselves. Yeah, this is some real X Files shit. Yes, very much so. I very much so to the point where I was like, "Oh, that's going to be how this show goes on." Is that because? Okay, spoiler alert: he kills he kills Bly, but Bowler's dead. So he goes back in time. This is also a thing I had where I was like, this feels crammed. And like, this is forcing the end of this episode. Or the, I felt like they got canceled and they're trying to wrap up the season. Yeah. They, he kills Bly, but Bowler dies. He then goes back, uses the orb to go back. Briscoe then uses the orb to go back in time to save Bowler, which allows Bly to escape. And I was like, okay, that's how the show's going to continue. And we're going to now have this new element of this rogue government group yes. that's probably helping blind they're going to try to use the orb together or whatever it's cool i get it he goes back in time he says bowler then why just shows up again and he kills him again it just seems so like what's why what is this it happens him with an orb, orb rod that makes him like melt slash disintegrate i don't know what he's yeah. supposed to be and then briscoe walks over and picks up some of Bly's ashes why would you touch it Definitely not. Absolutely I would not. Never. No, like, I might you know, put a blanket over it or something just so I don't have to look at it. I don't even like it whenever people like someone dies and they go up and touch the blood. Mm. That's a trope that happens a lot. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I understand if you're taking their pulse, but sure, 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 sure. But like, but not just like wipe the blood off the ground like, or, or whatever. Like, look at, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Or yeah, if you see blood on the ground and someone's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no. Don't. Stop touching things. Never. What are you doing? Did, didn't you, have you never worked a job where you had to watch that Bloodborne Pathogen video? Put uh, some gloves on, you creep. <laughs> uh, so Bly shows back up. He kills him again. Uh, the naked time traveler lady uh, thanks him and then travels back to the future, which we get a back to the future line, which I thought was dumb. But kind of mm-hmm. funny. Uh, she takes the orbs, the two orbs with her. But now, is the th- was the third orb destroyed? Yes, one was de- the one that was like all. I remember like, the one being all jankety, but did that, that eventually get like it complete- blew up? Right, 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 right. right, that, right. The, the the Phantom of the Opera orb. Blew right, up. right, right. Um, so she takes the remaining two orbs to the future with her. Bly is dead. This storyline is wrapped up. Pepe, did Pepe end up getting away? Or no, did Pepe they kill got Pepe? killed. Whenever. Um, the the government agents killed him. Right, after, right, right, after right. He after he got blurb. Right, okay, good. Because that's, Pepe is the last member. 
which we didn't say earlier. Pepe's the last member of Bly's gang that Briscoe and Bowler are trying to hunt down, which is why Bowler starts talking about retiring after they catch Pepe. Yes. Um, uh, Bowler now doesn't want to retire. I like it. There's something about the fact that he got killed after saying he wanted to retire that he's like, oh, no, I'm not. If I, I get a weird feeling in the pit of my stomach when I talk about yeah. it now. I don't want anything to do with it. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Uh, they're like, where did the naked lady go? She goes, there's a creepy, like, so Briscoe, Bowler wants to see her naked bat. He keeps saying, like, where's that naked girl? Or what happened? But, like, he's, like, bitching about it. Bowler has a lot of weird sex things in this because he also has that weird racist sex stream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where he's like, uh, he's like, you woke me up from what? Two things about this scene. Uh, the dream is he woke me up from a, a deep, you woke me up from one of my best dreams ever. Uh, I was on a tropical island with a dugout canoe and a native girl named Kiki. Yeah, and it I, was like, like, oh, I was like, that oh. weird. Although my first thought is Kiki Shepard, because she was the female host on the uh, Showtime Anti-Apollo. She uh-huh. was like the one who would like walk you to the stage and whatever. Uh, so I always think, when I hear Kiki, I think Kiki Shepard. So I was like, okay, it's oh, that's name. fine. Uh, what I found funny, and that has nothing to do with the dream, it's this move where Briscoe's like sees a kid and he's like, "Hey kid, you want to make a dollar?" And he goes, "Take this note, run it up to Knob Hill to this address. There's a big guy there named Lord Bowler. Tell him Briscoe, tell him to come here, bring him or bring him back here or whatever." And he throws the, the dollar to him. It's a dollar coin. He's like, "My name's Briscoe or whatever." If I'm that kid, I walk around the corner, throw his note away, and just walk off into the night with my dollar. Because go fuck yourself for sure. Yeah, for absolutely sure. Uh, but that doesn't happen. He does deliver the message, and then uh, he shows up. Uh, to the end of this episode, uh, they're back in town, and Bowler says something like, uh, oh, all this fuss. You'd think President Cleveland himself was here. And he is. Fucking Socrates is like, he is here. And introduces him to Cleveland, to President Grover Cleveland, who then tells him that I want you guys to work for me. Uh, not all the time, like, keep being bounty hunters, but uh, as the time arrives, like, uh, that we need help with weird shit, essentially, like, you know, obviously there's jobs that we need to do that are, have to be off the records or whatever, you guys will do those jobs, obviously, yeah. it's, it's gonna be like an X-Files setup, which feels like this is the end of season one, season two, they're gonna be working for the president solving weird mysteries, uh, sounds like fun. I did laugh at one point. He's like, he's like, oh, Briscoe, congratulations, and you too. And he shakes Bowler's hand because I wrote my note is like the only thing weirder in this time period in the 1800s than time travel is a president shaking a black man's hand. Uh, it's like less believable. It, all of this was weird. Like, um, oh, I did want to put this out there. I completely think that this episode tells a queer narrative. Okay. Um, because that goodbye scene between uh, uh, Briscoe and Bowler, whenever Bowler's dying, yeah. uh, that shit was like straight up Philadelphia level. <laughs> like, like Briscoe was like, no! And like in it, and I was like, yeah, that's right. Queer ass narrative. Y'all were in love. <laughs> it's okay. They sure they were in love. Like they, they had each like, other. A, like that intimate, like the intimacy at the end of that. I was like, I respect this. I yeah, like this for sure. Um, I also the other thing that I love about Bo- the line from Bowler, which I think I only ever quote Bowler lines, <laughs> is um, he's talking about the wine winery at the beginning, and he's like, you know, some are lows, some Rieslings, some of this, uh, maybe some other varietals. 
is the word he uses. Uh, and, oh yeah, varietals instead of right. Yeah, I love that varietals yeah. is yeah. like, and I I wanted to, I haven't done it yet, but because he also says like varietals, like yeah. he like over yeah, it's good. And, and yeah, maybe some other varietals. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I like that so much. And then at the end, this is I shouldn't call this an addition to the queer narrative, but at the end, they all agree like they're going to keep working together. They find out that they. They're like, you'll answer, the president says, like, you're going to answer to my man, and he'll give you all the information or whatever, and Socrates like, it's me, I'm the guy, I'm, we're all going to keep working together. And they play like, oh, there's no way it's you, but all right, it's you, fine. And then Prisco, the last line of the episode, Prisco's like, I know a place where we can get a nice Pinot Noir, or whatever it is, and they just walk off to get a nice little glass of red, and fuck, or it might be Pinot Grigio, or whatever it is. But I just love that these, th- like, two burly-ass fucking, not like, let's go get a whiskey, like the Old West, they're gonna, you know, go off and find a nice Pinot and sit yeah, and talk for a while. Yeah, they can be while. part of the queer narrative, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this episode felt weird, and crammed together, and sort of disjointed. It felt like two it episodes. Was, it should be two. It felt like it should have been a two-part season finale, and it wasn't. That being said, I enjoyed it very much. Yeah. Maybe only because it was coming after on the heels of two episodes that were pretty lackluster. Yeah. Uh, I will say I had a couple issues with the time traveling, only to the point of, like, nothing is given to the idea of, like, how time travel is controlled. Like, there's, like how do you know... All he does is like pick up a rod and jump through a, a, a sky pussy. You think of where and when you want to be. Is that how? Okay, because they like, said. Oh, I missed that like, part. Well, that's what she says when she's like, "Go do stuff." Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. She's like, "Just think of where and when you want to be, and then you should be like good." Okay, but that's like also like the specificity of that <laughs> is absurd. And then also, why this is a big one for me? Why? So. Clothes can time travel, right? Well, she says something about it's like... We just don't need them? It's easier for long-distance time travel. No clothes, no jewelry, is what she says. Okay. But why? So, like, yeah, that doesn't make, how. Also, distance is not a thing. It's time. Yeah. It's like, not distance, it's time, right? Those, it, those two measure two separate things. Yeah, so, like, Briscoe's doing all this time travel without it, but he's going short distances length of time right but then also it would have been great if he had a strip naked before jumping into that fucking portal well the weird thing and then she also like says that like they've kind of evolved past clothing a little bit or like like well i don't my problem with this is why wouldn't you immediately want to get clothed because clothing isn't like a concept like clothing isn't like clothing covering your skin isn't like a concept that's based in like Modesty all the time. It's also about like sometimes it's about you're protecting your skin, or whatever. Or, yeah, like, yeah, 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 like you don't want your like vagina and breast just out willy nilly. Yeah, the, in the west, like like I don't know. It it didn't seem very evolved. It felt silly. Like it, it, it felt very silly. It felt like someone had seen Terminator and thought it was cool, and they're like, "Oh, what if we put a girl there?" And so we get some titties, but it's yeah. TV, so you don't get titties. It just didn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh I liked it though. I liked this episode. I was like, "Oh, I'm excited to see the further adventures of Briscoe and whoever." Even though we're not going to, um, we do have what seven, eight episodes left. Seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, so I say we do four on the next episode, and then three on the following. Does okay. that work? 
Uh, so we're going to do episodes 21, 22, 23, and 24 for the next episode. And then we'll wrap up with the one and then the two-part season finale. Cool. Uh, anything you want to plug? Um, when is this going up? Thursday. Uh, so two days from now. What's going up? Um, so July 5th, um, I'm opening up uh, for Vanessa Gonzalez. That's going to be awesome, Cat. Cat City. That's going to be great. Definitely do that. Um, it's going to be really good. Um, August 18th. I'm headlining Sure Thing uh, for the first time. That's gonna be cool. fun. That's always a great show. Um, and the, the the and just tons of stuff. Tons of tons to go see some comedy. Go see some comedy. Sounds like great advice. Uh, this will have already happened, unfor- like, unfortunately. But Wednesday is Lashana Lester's benefit, so hopefully, I will have seen a bunch of you there. Uh, I'm at. What am I doing? Uh, I'm featuring for Joe DeRosa at Cap City in a couple weeks. I don't know. Check my website. My dates will be there. I have other shit, so just check me on the internet. Uh, if you like the show, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, iTunes ratings and reviews. Reviews help us very much. Tell your friends that helps, too. Again, we're going to do the next four episodes on the next episode, so it'll be a long one. And we will see you next week. Bye.